When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time for Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. Now, here's Lance Meadow. Pepsi Giants Extra Point is brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants. Citizens is made ready for Giants fans. Energy efficiency for game time and any time. Brought to you by PSENG. Visit riverspringlivinggoblue.org to learn about River Spring Residences, a newly built memory care community in Riverdale. Bigelow Tea, grab a mug and tea proudly. American-made Peerless Boilers. Go to peerlessboilers.com for a dealer near you. Hackensack Meridian Health, keep getting better. And brought to you by Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Giants. So the Giants are moving on to the divisional round for the first time since 2011 as they win the rematch with the Minnesota Vikings in Minneapolis 31 to 24. This was essentially a back and forth offensive clinic, but when the Giants defense needed to make a stop, it was Xavier McKinney who did not play in the first matchup because of the hand injury coming through and stopping TJ Hawkinson on a fourth and eight from the Minnesota 48. It was a three-yard completion, well short of the first down marker. The Giants were then able to run out the clock. So the Giants now set up their third matchup with the Philadelphia Eagles next weekend in Philly. As the Eagles, the top seed, they'll be coming off the bye. And Jalen Hurts' health will be a huge storyline as we get ahead of the curve with respect to what's upcoming. But a few notable items to come out of this contest. The Giants snapped a four-game skid against the Vikings. They hand Minnesota their first loss in a one-score game this season. 11-0 in one-score games during the regular season. Giants, the first team to solve that riddle against the Vikings. And just the second home loss for the Vikings. They were 8-1 in the regular season. How about the fact that the Giants went 43 straight games without reaching 30 points? They broke that streak in Week 17 against the Indianapolis Colts. So now in two times in the last three contests, they surpassed 30 points. And I mentioned this in the pregame. This game, the onus was on the offense. You knew the Vikings coming in averaging 27 points per game at home. They were going to test this Giants defense, and they did. The Giants did a good job containing Justin Jefferson. Outside of that opening drive, he did not put up monster numbers. It was a modest performance for Justin Jefferson. Seven catches, 47 yards. Hawkinson, 10 for 129. He had big third down conversions. He had a fourth down catch. But the Giants offense, seven possessions. Seven legitimate possessions, meaning where there was the intention to move the ball and score. Four touchdowns, a field goal, and two punts. They only punted twice, and they did not punt until the third quarter. So the offense needed to deliver, and boy, did it deliver, and then some. That was today's game breakdown. It's brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com. Ford, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. So the Giants punched their ticket to the divisional round as they knock off the Vikings 31-24. to And their postseason ride will continue in yet another showdown with their NFC East rival. We have plenty more coming up. We're going to hear from Brian Dable. We're going to get some player reaction and look ahead to that third meeting against Philadelphia. Hang tight. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Brought to you by PSENG. First to 10 at the 14. Tied at 7. 108 to go in the first. Jones takes the snap, fires it deep into the end zone. Touchdown, Giants! Isaiah Hodgins! 
He just ran the post. Jones to Hodgins, a winning combination, and the Giants take the lead with 103 to go in the first. And that brings us to the player of the game, brought to you by the members and contractors of local 825 operating engineers, ELEC 825 building our future. Daniel Jones, the player of the game, an extremely efficient performance, 24 of 35 for 301 yards, two touchdown passes. He was sacked three times, but how about him running 17 times for 78 yards? And while the yardage per run doesn't necessarily jump off the page in the first half, he did plenty of damage and was giving the Vikings defense headaches and then some. And he wasn't much of a factor on the ground in the first matchup as he ran four times for just over 30 yards. We'll get more into that in a second. First, a reminder, Big Blue Kickoff Live is the Giants' daily call-in show on Giants.com every weekday at 12.30 p.m., all part of the Giants Podcast Network. Archives can be found on the Giants mobile app, or you could subscribe on all popular podcast platforms. As we welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point, Lance Meadow with you. Giants topping the Vikings 31-24, moving on to the divisional round where they will visit the Philadelphia Eagles next weekend. We are awaiting Brian Dable, who should be addressing the media shortly. We're also going to get some player reaction in the locker room with our very own John Schmelk, who is standing by, awaiting Brian Dable's arrival. And John, the one thing that jumps out to me about this performance, and it goes back to the first regular season matchup, they had 445 total yards of offense, and they had some mishaps, the turnovers. Well, they avoided some of those mental mistakes today, and they had four touchdown drives, all for at least 75 yards. So the yardage matched up with the point total, and Daniel Jones was a huge factor on the ground, which we didn't see in that first matchup. Yeah, Lance, look, they had the two turnovers and the block punt in that first matchup, and they didn't today. And the big reason they won, and that's why Brian Dable's going to talk about it at the podium right now. Let's listen in. Sweating. How's everybody doing? Um, doing good. Yeah, good. It was much like last game. Came down to a few plays. Uh, we made a few more than they did, and you know, get to move on here. So, um, good game. Trip back, and then Get ready to play Philly here. How about holding the boys the way they did in a hostile atmosphere? Yeah, I mean, we were here the last time. We knew what it was going to be. The, the crowd's great here. Um, atmosphere is excellent. It was cranking today. And, you know, I think that the most important thing are the things you need to do when you're playing in those type of environments. The other things, you know, you, you're going to hear it, but, you know, getting the calls in quickly, making sure we're in the right kind of formation huddle-wise, um, communicating the personnel, all those things, that's what makes the difference. Um, so, you know, the coaches, players did a good job. How would you describe the way you Play good. Play good. Yeah, play good. Winning football. Did you have, are you out of breath, Kim? Or are you, what are you worrying about? Oh, okay. Oh, say it one more time. Yeah. No, what isn't good a good adjective to use? Yeah. I'm not a writer. I'm just a coach. So, um, look, Daniel's. I've said it all year. He's been good for us. He continues to be good for us. And he played a good game. Um, and I think there's a lot of other people that play good games, too, to help him play a good game. He'll be the first to admit it. But uh, as the leader of our football team, um, you know, I'm proud of him. Yeah. No, I'd say the game plan that we put together um, on offense kind of was a game plan for the game. You know, we, what we did is what we wanted to do. I mean, there's always adjustments, but I thought Kafka <clears throat> and all the assistant coaches had those guys ready to play, and um, thought he called a really good game. The one where it was close, yeah. You know, they they were telling me upstairs that he might have it, and I said just just go to the line. We went quick on the next play. Um, you know, I don't think you risk it if you can if you can get it off there and go. You know, you save. It was a big play in the game. So, you know, that we went fast. You know, we threw the challenge flag, but they, they gave it back to me because they went respotted anyways on the fourth down. Um, so, yeah, it was a good team effort today. I play good team defense. That's, what, that's what's required when you play a really good player. Um, 
Wink and the staff did a good job. And, you know, they hit some plays. They're going to hit some plays. They got some good players. But, you know, one of the keys was not to let 18 beat us. Um, and I thought the plan and then <clears throat> most importantly, the execution by the players. And that's what's most important. Yeah. No. No, we were going after it. We were going to go try to win the game. We had confidence in Daniel moving the pile, and um, not going to live with the consequences. The short one? Yeah, like a dive play. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we only need a couple yards to get it in and uh, put it in his hand. And, you know, he did a great job. You know, guys pushed him. He kept his legs driving. Um, big play. Jimmy, you all right? You good? Okay. Yeah. That's uh, what we thought was best for the team. I said, put your head up. You know, you made a lot of good plays for us. I mean, that could have went that could have went ways, um, at least for a first down. And you know, there's he's such a good teammate. He's done everything he could do for us the entire year. And you know, you make a physical mistake, that's going to happen in football. Um, and he made one in a critical time. And you know, there's no one that felt worse than him. So you know, we need we need him. He's one of our our best players on offense. I have a lot of confidence in him. And I just, you know, told him to get his chin up, and we need him to go back out there. Let's get ready to go. Who? Yeah, I mean, he had an opportunity, and, you know, we just quite didn't connect. So that's how much he cares about the team. And, um, again, we got a bunch of guys like that. Um, yeah, no, I'm happy. I'm happy for the players, uh, first and foremost. <clears throat> They're the ones out there doing it in between the lines. I'm happy for the coaches, the scouts, ownership. Um, you know, that's why you do this, to play these type of games. And, you know, there's not really a lot of time to reflect on these games. You you know, I, would, I don't know when we're playing. I might guess it would be Saturday. Um, not that anybody's told me that, but um, we gotta, we got to get home and start grinding away. That's just this time of year. Uh, congratulations, good team win. Um, you know, get in the showers and let's get out of here. Uh, that's private. Private moment. Private moment. Yeah, I just, yeah, private moment. I don't want to talk about it. No, I don't want to talk about it because then I choke up. You know, so I don't want to talk about it. Yes. Yes. You guys made, I think, back to the Ravens game when Andrews killed you all game long. You made a couple coverage changes. When who? Oh, I got you. You're going way back on us, Art. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's our job as a coaching staff is to make sure we're making adjustments as the game goes on. Um, could we throw more, run it less, put a different guy on somebody? And um, you know, I got a lot of confidence in Wink and the, and the defensive staff, and uh, that's something that we talked about. You know, after he hit an, you know one, I think it was a little short post on it, and uh, we put X on him, and you know, it's good to have X back, good to have a Dory back, good to have all those guys back. Yeah, well, he's a good player. Uh, he's a pro. He's done it a long time. I mean, I don't. <clears throat> I'm glad he's on our team, but I don't like it's. That's what that's what that's what that's what the players' jobs are to do is when they're ready to play, play and play good. And when you're a good player, play good. That's no more, no less.
Yeah, it's huge. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's done it all year. I think I ate a banana and drank a half a bottle of water and then went out there. Uh, Pinnock, I know, was at the hospital. Uh, I don't know. I don't know any. I was just told when I came in that he went to the hospital. So. Uh, you want to answer that, Pat? Um, I don't know. I don't know what the I, – I don't know I, until I get back in there. What was it? There you go. Yeah. Um, I think we got a lot of work to do. Let's go back, look at this tape, correct the things we need to correct. And, you know, we've got a lot of work to do, uh, but it's enjoyable work to – be able to be working at this time of year. Kenny Galladay, you see that block? Yeah, that's every, everything's team. It's all about our team. That's you know we try. It's not an individual sport, but individuals have to play well, and when they get their opportunity, they got to make the most of it. So whether it's five plays, seventy plays, um, you know, coach, player, trainer, you know, we all have jobs to do. And I expect those guys from, you know, their work ethic, their commitment to the team to, to go out there and, and give it their all. I don't know. I just, I mean, I don't know. We, we work hard. We, you know, we're say scrappy bunch. We work hard. Um, certainly a lot of things we can always get better at, but I think there's <clears throat> a good amount of humility in that room of, you know, just play the next play. Uh, no one's bigger than the team. Execute your assignments. You know, and and I've, I've talked about this before. Again, the preparation and the practice, and the things that we've done. You know, I know we rested those guys last week, but again, something like that was we thought was best for the team. Uh, I thought those guys were fresh, ready to go. Um, but next week's a new week, so you got to enjoy this one less than 24 hours in these these type of games. Y'all can do. You all can ask too. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 That he's a competitor, um, and he's kept his head down, and he's worked as hard as he can. And when his number's called, he's he's tried to do the best job he can. And I got, like I said, I got a lot of respect for all the guys in our room. Um, you know, all of them. Well, I mean, I don't know how many. There was a few designed, obviously, but there were some scrambles. But, again, I think that for this game, we thought that that was something that, you know, maybe we didn't do at all last game that we thought would be uh, a little new wrinkle. I mean, people have seen us do them, but we have a, a wide variety of them. Um, you know, there's games we've done a lot. There's games we've done a little. We just thought that, you know, this would be a good time to do it. It's just like all the plays we game plan for. You know, we think it gives us a chance, and if it doesn't, you know, you only have 65, 70 left in the season, so you better make them the ones you think are going to work. Okay. Nice day, Thanks, guys. All right, so that was head coach Brian Dable speaking to the media following the Giants' 31-24 victory over the Vikings in the wild card round. They now move on to play the Philadelphia Eagles in the divisional round. Coach Dable had indicated that he thinks the team may be playing on Saturday, but that, of course, is yet to be determined and not going to officially release the schedule until after the Monday night game between the Bucks and the Cowboys, and we have plenty of time to speculate about that. He did bring up Daniel Jones as a runner. We'll step aside when we come back. We'll get into the power report and why the Giants had success with Daniel Jones and utilized him as a weapon compared to the regular season matchup when he only ran four times. Giants moving on thanks to a seven-point victory over the Vikings. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. This is Saquon Barkley, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. 
Jones over center this time. Rita in the right, left slot, goes in motion. Toss left for Barkley, gets a block. Barkley to the 25, Barkley to the left sideline, to the 10, to the 5, touchdown Giants! Saquon Barkley on a 28-yard burst. He torched him for 27 in the last meeting and gets 28 right there. And the Giants are an extra point away from tying it. And that was the first of four touchdowns for the Giants on the day as they beat the Vikings 31-24. And it brings us to the Giants' power report brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. On the ground, they ran the ball 30 times for 142 yards. Daniel Jones, 17 for 78 yards. Saquon Barkley, 9 for 53. And you just heard one of his two rushing scores on the day. And why is 30 a key number? Well, it brings me to one of my favorite stats this season. They are now 10-0-1 when they have at least 30 rushing attempts, 0-7 when they don't. Now, they had success, of course, running the football. So that can't be overlooked. But Daniel Jones specifically was far more of a vocal point in the rushing attack where the Giants made sure that he would be the centerpiece, unlike the first meeting where he only ran four times for 34 yards. And specifically early in the game, the Vikings, the defense parted like the Red Sea for the Giants. And the Giants said, okay, hey, if you're going to give us the middle of the field, we're going to take full advantage of it. And Daniel Jones, he would run up the gut. He would throw the ball like he did in the middle of the field in the first matchup, and it was on the Vikings' defense to make the necessary adjustment. And Minnesota really never truly digested his ability as a runner because it was a huge game-changer. You look at the third-down efficiency in this contest. Giants were 7 of 13. And if you look at the down and distance on those third downs, the longest third down they faced over the course of this game was for 7 yards. You go into a game... You face 13 third downs, and you tell the offensive coaching staff the longest you're going to have to convert is seven yards. Something tells me Brian Dable and Mike Kafka would sign up for that and then some. That was huge. Now, why did they face so many manageable third downs? They were running the ball effectively. Keep in mind, on the first two touchdown drives, and they scored on each of their first two possessions of the game, the Giants did not face one third down. So that just goes to show you, A, the existence of explosive plays, at least 15 yards on multiple plays within those two drives, and then the ability once again to use the run game so that you get the Vikings defense moving and having to adjust. And that was a huge X factor at the beginning of the game. And then, of course, sort of down the stretch of the game where on those short yarded situations, the third and ones, the fourth and one, where Daniel Jones and his build as a quarterback, his body allowing you to be able to have your quarterback under center and him to deliver that yard to continue to move the chains. You don't have a big quarterback like that. Most teams sometimes shy away from putting their quarterback in that position. The Giants are not going to shy away from doing that with respect to Daniel Jones. And we are going to hear from Daniel Jones as we move forward here on Pepsi Giants Extra Point. But first, make sure to download the ASAP app to get all of your game day needs delivered right to your door. Use code GIANTS22 to score $5 off your next order. ASAP.com is the official mobile ordering partner of the New York Giants. So we will step aside when we come back. We're going to hear from the quarterback of the team, get his perspective on his efficiency as a passer and his game-changing ability on the ground as the Giants top the Vikings 31-24. to They move on to the divisional round for the first time since 2011. And up next, the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Brought to you by PSENG. Jones calls out signals. Takes the snap, nudges forward, and he's got the first down to the five-yard line. So Daniel Jones, six for six on third and ones, converts a fourth and one. And that is the play of the game. It's brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com. Ford, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. And as Bob described, they faced a fourth and one at the Minnesota 7. 8.38 to go in the fourth quarter. Game was tied at 24. Brian Dable keeps his offense out of the field. Daniel Jones up the gut for two yards. Set up a first and go from the Minnesota 5. And after a defensive hold, Saquon Barkley ran over his former teammate, 
Dalvin Tomlinson en route to his second rushing score. They take a 31-24 lead, and that would be the final. As we welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point, Lance Meadow with you as the Giants knock off the Vikings in the rematch, and they finally hand Minnesota its first loss in a one-score game. It was textbook football for the Vikings all season. They thrived in these situations. Game on the line in the fourth quarter, needing to rally, needing to get a field goal, a touchdown, you name it. 11 times. Minnesota was put in that situation 11 times. Minnesota won. Did not happen in the postseason as the Giants win by seven and get their defensive stop when they needed it the most as McKinney came through holding TJ Hawkinson to just a three-yard gain on a fourth and eight, well short of the first down marker. But let's get back to the offensive side of the ball because clearly that was the biggest story, specifically Daniel Jones's performance. And it brings us to the player press conferences brought to you by MetLife, the official insurance company of the New York Giants. Our very own John Schmelk had an opportunity to catch up with Daniel Jones in the locker room. All right, we're here at the locker one-on-one with Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. Daniel, boy, your offense on fire again today. Why were you guys able to move the ball as well as you did? Uh, yeah, I thought we had a great plan coming in. I thought we were we were prepared well. Um, I thought the coaches dialed up some, some really good stuff for us, and we executed well. I thought the guys up front um, played really well, controlled the line of scrimmage the whole game, and the run game, and the pass game, and, and uh, guys made plays for us. Yeah, you're scrambling. You picked up a lot of key first downs in this game. What was it about the way they were playing you that – gave you those openings to make those big plays on some of those scrambles? Uh, I don't know. I think I just felt some space on some of those plays, and uh, our guys up front did a great job with the rush and giving me some lanes and, and uh, opening it up for me, so I just tried to take advantage of it when I could. You know, we asked you all week about that first Viking game, which was just a few weeks ago, right? Did this game feel, just the tenor of it and how it went, very similar to that game when all was said and done? Uh, yeah, it, feel, it felt uh, felt pretty similar. Um Thought our plan was similar. We had some good change-ups and some different things here and there that kept them on their toes. So a lot of credit to, to our coaching staff. Thought they did a good job. And, um, yeah, I thought we played cleaner. We took care of the ball better. Um, we're better on third down. So I think those were, were two big keys for us. Yeah, you mentioned taking care of the ball, right? The last game you had the two turnovers, the block punt. You didn't have those today. Was that, in the end, you think the difference in the game? Uh, yeah, I think that, that certainly did impact the result. And, and uh, you know, when you play against a good team like that, you, you've got to take care of the ball and, and make sure you're uh, playing smart, playing a clean game. Did you feel, seeing how they were moving the ball up and down, that you guys didn't just need field goals or hold the ball, that you needed to score touchdowns to win this game? Uh, I mean, we're, we're always trying to score touchdowns. We're always trying to put the ball in the end zone, and, and uh, you know, that doesn't change week to week. So, um, But defense played great. They came up with some big stops there at the end and, and uh, closed out the game. So a lot of credit to them. All right, finally, you got the Eagles next week. Round three, the only round two for you, right? I know it's way early, but what do you think about having to take on the Eagles again to advance to the next round? Yeah, I mean, they're, uh, they're a good team, but, um, you know, we're going to – Enjoy this one tonight and, and get to work here early this week, early uh, next week on them, and, and uh, you know have another good week of prep. So uh, that's where our, where our minds are at right now, and, and uh, you know we got to get back and get to work. I should ask you by the way. I, sorry for one more, but it's your first ever playoff game. Did it feel different? Was it different out there, or, or did it feel like any other game to you? Uh, There's definitely some uh, anticipation and some hype going into it, but uh, once we settled in and played, uh, you know it was very. Very similar. Same things that win in the regular season, win in the postseason. Congratulations, Daniel. All right, thanks. All right, so that's Daniel Jones reflecting on the 31-24 victory over the Minnesota Vikings. He had a very efficient performance both through the air and on the ground. And one of his favorite targets, Isaiah Hodgins, who led the way with eight catches for 105 yards and a touchdown. So let's put Hodgins in perspective here real quickly. He scores a touchdown for the fifth time in the last six games. This guy joined the team after the bye off of waivers from the Buffalo Bills. And ever since he's arrived, he has been the focal point of the passing attack and has built remarkable chemistry with Daniel Jones. Now he has his first career 100-yard game that he adds to his ever-growing resume in a shortened season with the Giants. We had an opportunity to catch up with him as well in the locker room. I'm at the locker of Isaiah Hodgins. Inconsistent throws here and there, but you know I'm playing. But uh, man, uh, he he let it, he let us man. He's a he's a field general, so you know. Uh, 
but uh, man, I'm just happy to be a part of the squad. How about the play of your defense there in the fourth quarter when the game was hanging in the balance? <laughs> uh, I mean, defense played their ass off, man, especially, you know, closing out right there. I mean, some young dudes stepped up and made some big plays, you know, that was huge for us. What was it about this matchup that you guys Vikings felt like where you really win. put up numbers and scored again? The confidence level must have been high coming in. Yeah, um, no, I feel like our confidence level, level is high uh, every week coming in. You know, not a lot of people believe in us. You know, we come in with that chip on our shoulder every single week and just um, going out there and trying to prove people wrong. What do you think about playing Philly a third time? I mean, you know, it's the next game, so it's the most important game. So, you know, we got to do our best to go back in the film room, go prepare, go execute, uh, see what we did wrong the first time, and, you know, fix that this upcoming time. What was it about this matchup that made you guys confident that you could have success? Yeah, I mean, I think just how the first game went, you know, that we know we kind of let the game slip away, you know, the offense, you know, with a couple turnovers that we had and, um, you know, bad routes that, you know, personally that I ran and some, um, you know, just plays that we could execute better on. So, uh, you know, we went to this game just knowing that we can't kill ourselves, and if we don't do that, then, you know, we have a good chance of coming out on top. Isaiah, you've got five touchdowns in the last six games. What do you what do you say about that? Yeah, I mean, it's a team effort, man. I know, like, it, you know, that's kind of like a cliche answer, but it really is, man. On offense, I mean, you need all the wideouts to do their job. I mean, to, you know, make their right routes and reads and the quarterback to do this thing, the O-line to do this thing. So, no, it's just a credit to the whole, whole team, man. I mean, I know it's easy just to, you know, point or look at me, but, man, it's, it's really a team thing, man. Coaching staff for, to everybody, so. That's Isaiah Hodgins. And Isaiah brought up two interesting points. He was asked about, well, why did you feel you had confidence going into this game? Not that a player's ever going to tell you they're not confident going into a game. That'll be a first. But I'll maybe wait for that answer to eventually emerge in some press conference or some media session. But anyway, I digress and get back to the point at hand. The first matchup, you look at the two turnovers in Minnesota territory and the block punt. So they essentially coughed the ball up three times. And they also had seven penalties. Well, we now move the calendar forward several weeks. No turnovers, clean football. And even with the penalties, they had five, but only two of them came on the offensive side of the ball. You had a Nick Gates holding penalty, which they were able to overcome. That was early in the game. And then an illegal shift, which wiped out a score. Outside of that, you didn't have those back-breaking mental mistakes that were apparent in the first matchup. So you go out, you have 431 total yards of offense in comparison to 445 a few weeks ago. You eliminate the three turnovers. You bring down the penalties. And your yardage translates to 31 points. Very good chance you're going to walk away with a win. And we're going to get into whether or not this offense can continue this pace against an extremely different and much more powerful Philadelphia Eagles defense as we move forward. But when we come back, we're going to get the defensive perspective of the Giants because even Isaiah Hodgins was asked about it may have not been smooth the whole game, but when they needed to make the stop against Kirk Cousins and company, that unit came through. That's next as we move along here on Pepsi Giants Extra Point. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. This is Saquon Barkley, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Jones takes the snap, handoff Barkley, hit, and dives ahead, and he's in for the touchdown. Yes, touchdown Saquon Barkley. And the Giants have the lead with 7.47 to go in the ballgame. And that brings us to the scoring drive of the game brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants. Citizens is made ready for Giants fans. It capped a 12-play, 75-yard touchdown drive, took 4.47 off the clock, and it turned out to be the game-winning score as the Giants topped the Vikings 31-24 in Minnesota at U.S. Bank Stadium. They move on to the divisional round for the first time since 2011 as they get set to visit the Philadelphia Eagles for the second time this season in the third matchup overall as we welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you. Let's run you through some other notable statistics from this contest as today's stats are brought to you by Pepsi Zero Sugar. New and improved, zero never tasted so good. We ran you through Daniel Jones as well as the rushing numbers, and Isaiah Hodgins topped the list in terms of the receiving aspect of the game. So let's focus on the defensive side of the ball. Xavier McKinney, eight tackles to lead the way for the Giants, including the game ceiling stop. He had four solo, one pass defense. Jalen Smith and Dory Jackson each had seven. They also each had six solo 
And Jalen Smith had a tackle for a loss. And Dory, one of the biggest question marks coming in was how much was he going to play? Was he going to need to be eased back in? Was he going to be on a pitch count? And Dory was extremely active and on the field in this game. Kayvon Thibodeau made a number of big tackles. Dexter Lawrence had six tackles. So did Darnay Holmes, including two tackles for loss. So no surprise. It was once again a team effort where everybody put their stamp on this contest. They did not have a sack after they sacked Kirk Cousins four times in the first matchup. They were credited, though, with 11 quarterback hits. And if you ask Wink Martindale, he'll tell you, I'll sign up for the 11 quarterback hits because it at least takes a toll on the offensive line as well as Kirk Cousins throughout the game. And once again, they were able to apply some of the big hits and the key stops with the game on the line. Speaking of that, Xavier McKinney, we had an opportunity to catch up with him in the locker room. Let's listen in to what he had to say. With the locker, Xavier McKinney. Um, you didn't limit it. You shut it down. One catch. Yeah, I mean, team, team effort. I, you know, defensive effort. Uh, we did it collectively as a group. Um, but like I said, I, I said this at the beginning of the week. Like, it's not impossible. Um, you just got Ken do your job, and you, know, you can get you can get it done. And we got a, we got a good enough defense to do it. We got good enough players to do it. So I know it could be done. Did you, did you sense a frustration on Jefferson's part, like throughout the game when you guys were in the Rivas? The Rivas. I don't really know. I wasn't paying attention to it. Um, I was just trying to do my job. I was so damn tired. Shit. You said it was a team effort. How about your play? to bring Hawkinson down to get him off the field in the final possession. Was that pretty special to you, given how much you've gone through this year? Yeah, uh, it was. Um, but I do know we got another game to go, so can't be too high on it. But I made the play. Uh, we got off the field and we won the game, so that was the play to win it. So, yeah. What does it say about your defense? You know, they drove on you a couple times during the game. They got some touchdowns. But when it came down at the end, you guys got the stop when you needed it. What is it about this defense where you're able to maybe have some struggles but come back and make the plays when you need them? Yeah, we never quit, man. We, we were resilient. Uh, we play hard, and, um, you know, that's just a part of our defense. That's something that we preach, and uh, our main focus is we're just trying to attack every time. Uh, we're trying to make sure that, um, you know, the offense doesn't score. And, uh, you know, we have some, like you said, we have some hiccups here and there. Um, but, you know, when it counted, we got to stop. How about your offense and Daniel Jones today? Hell of a job. Hell of a job. Uh, they on the, they on the roll, and, uh, you know, him and Sarah leading the way. And, uh I can't give enough credit to those guys because they've done a lot. That's Xavier McKinney. Earlier in the conversation, McKinney was asked about Justin Jefferson, who finished with seven catches for 47 yards. He had four receptions on the first touchdown drive alone for the Vikings. The rest of the game, Jefferson was essentially Casper the Friendly Ghost. So it says an awful lot about the Giants' defense. It was really TJ Hawkinson who killed them with 10 catches for 129 yards. And He had 13 receptions for over 100 yards in the first matchup, but they did not allow Justin Jefferson to damage this game. And that was big because he came on late, if you remember, in the regular season matchup. He had the touchdown as he snuck through two Giants defenders and was a big reason why they got set up for that 61-yard field goal as he had a catch and run on the 17-yard screen. Dory Jackson, I threw out his numbers earlier. This was his first game in nearly two months. He had not played since week 11 against the Lions when he suffered the knee injury as a special teams return man. We also heard from him in the locker room. Now we're going to go to the locker of a Dory Jackson and listen in. Great looks at practice, but then when you get a different speed, uh, different, it's different. You know what I mean? No, I didn't. I missed seven weeks. It's my first game back since uh, Thanksgiving. So I just feel like I was getting my feedback wet. And, um, you know, I, I appreciated the, the challenge, you know, to go out there and actually get to compete. Did you get to tackle on Cousins? Yeah. I mean, I was there, but I grabbed the leg. He's, you know, dark man. Everybody rallied off. What do you think of that play? Um, man, I was really. I thought he was going to run it, then I thought he was going to throw it. So I think me and Darnay were both hesitant and didn't know what was going to happen. Um, but it was a, a great call by us defensively. To, it, it, you know, it's one of those things where if it was a different play call, maybe it would have worked differently or whatever it be. We just in a great play call, and it helped us out a lot on that drive. What did you one of your easiest tackles out of Say it again? One of your easiest tackles out of Uh, He almost looked out of that thing, though. Man. So I wouldn't say it was that easy. It, could have been, but it, it, it wasn't that easy. But glad that the gang was rallying. How'd you like? What do you, what do you think AJ Brown and Devontae Smith should be thinking when they watch, or will be thinking, should be thinking when they watch the tape of what you did against Jefferson? Um, 
You know, I'm not sure. You know what they're going. What message do you feel like that sent to those guys? Man, I feel like they still gonna do they do what they do. Um, you know, that's a, that's a great offense. Two great receivers. Uh, have a, a hell of a quarterback. Uh, offensively, they they just run it up. They 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 uh, are tough. So at the end of the day, they're just gonna do what they do. Adore, could you put into words the gratification after what you've gone through the last two months and this team is going through to get to this point? Um, you know, it's just a blessing. Uh, obviously, the. You know, we start off, you know, what, 7-2, and two, um, and then we go through a streak where we don't, you know, play our best ball, and to get in the playoffs, and then we know that it's just trying to win one game at a time. Um, that's when one day, uh, one practice, each rep, and then translate it to the game, just gives you opportunity. So, um, uh, so we just, you know, a lot of fight, a lot of grit. That goes throughout the week. And I think we just were battle-tested throughout and hitting that adversity that we hit. And we just having fun and enjoying the moment. Did you wait That's Adoree Jackson. One of the things Adoree addressed in that conversation was on the second possession for the Vikings, they faced a third and one from their own 34. And they tried a little trickery where Justin Jefferson received a snap and threw it back to Kirk Cousins. And Adoree was the one that hustled to tackle Kirk Cousins out in open space to limit it to a loss of two yards. And they wound up having to punt. It was a third and one, which is an example of when you get a little too fancy, it could come back to bite you. And the Giants wound up getting the ball back. They went four plays, 81 yards. They took a 14-7 lead. Clearly a lot happened after that. But if you're looking for an early momentum swing in the game, I'd point right to that because that was a huge stop. Vikings stay on the field with the way they were moving the ball. Who knows how that drive plays out? The fact that they got an early three and out after the Vikings looked so good on that opening drive, that was a big play. And it was a sign that Adoree did not need an additional quarter or two to dust off some of that rust. We will step aside. When we come back, we'll hear from Saquon Barkley as the run game did a lot of the heavy lifting on offense. And we'll also look ahead to the matchup with the Philadelphia Eagles and get you caught up with other playoff action. Earlier today, we had a battle in Orchard Park between the Bills and the Dolphins and the Ravens and the Bengals are renewing their rivalry in Cincinnati. We'll get you caught up on that action and more as we move along here on Pepsi Giants Extra Point. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Brought to you by PSENG. This is Daniel Bellinger, and you're listening to the radio home of Big Blue the Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Lance Meadow back here with you. Let's take you through the playoff scoreboard. We've got one game currently in progress, early second quarter. It's the wild card game between the Ravens and the Bengals in Cincinnati, and it is... The Bengals shutting out the Ravens 9-0. Joe Burrow just connecting with Jamar Chase for a touchdown as Cincinnati is outgaining Baltimore in this game 114-25 to in total yards. Remember Lamar Jackson still sidelined due to that knee injury, so Tyler Huntley is back in under center after Anthony Brown got the start in the regular season finale. The rookie quarterback out of Oregon and Tyler Huntley one of two for seven yards with an interception. So if that doesn't tell you how things are going for Baltimore, then I don't know what else to throw out here. Earlier today, the Bills rallied past the Dolphins 34-31 to advance to the divisional round. Josh Allen turned the ball over three times, including a lost fumble that was returned for a score, but he bounced back with three touchdown passes to three different targets. Two came in the third quarter in the span of just over three minutes. Miami faced a fourth and five from their own 44-yard line with 2.29 to go in the fourth, but Skylar Thompson's pass to tight end Mike Isicki fell incomplete. The Bills then ran out the clock to seal it. Buffalo will either host the Bengals or the Jaguars next weekend, depending on the outcome of tonight's game between Cincy and Baltimore. If the Bengals win, they will play the Bills. If the Ravens win, then they will head to a matchup with Kansas City. So it will be something to monitor as the night progresses here in terms of the NFL playoffs. That was the NFL in action. It was brought to you by Bigelow Tea. Grab a mug and tea proudly as we welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. We are recapping the Giants' 31-24 victory over the Minnesota Vikings as they also move on to the divisional round to play the Philadelphia Eagles. And the rushing attack shined in this one. 30 runs for the Giants for 142 yards. Saquon Barkley had nine for 53, including two scores in his postseason debut. Let's listen into what he had to say when we caught up with him in the locker room. 
We're at the locker of Saquon Barkley. Crowd being really loud at certain points there. What was the communication like, and how did you guys uh, manage to keep it together and execute that thing? Um, we practice it. Obviously, you can never really get the Zach, you know, the Zach version of what you're going to get. Um, but we did a really good job of locking in, um, knowing the cadence, uh, knowing who we have, um, knowing the play, and executing it. Saquon, how much of that two-yard touchdown run is want to, and how much of winning a playoff game is want to? Well, I, I would say the whole thing is want to. Um, you know, on a two-yard run in the playoffs, it's that's how it is, so, and that's why I feel like you know, that's why we're a confident group because we've been in these games all year. Um, the only difference with this game, if you don't win, you go home. Uh, so the stakes are a little higher, but uh, we we find ways to to win games. We've been preparing for these moments all year, and you see it throughout the whole first week of the playoffs. Whether it's Jacksonville, you know, down by how many points and coming back, um, you know, us, you know, coming here and coming here in this hostile environment. Um, it's all about the will too. It's all about the confidence and all about the belief in each other. And you continue to have that. Um, you, can, you can go places. I'm not really getting into all that. I'm kind of just in the mood that you know. Obviously happy that we won, but on to the next one. Um, go back, watch film, learn what we can do about it, and you know, take care of the next one. The last few years, teams haven't been able to get through the playoffs without elite play from their quarterbacks. Do you do you feel like you have an elite quarterback? I know we have an elite quarterback. And I think he's shown that multiple times. But we also got amazing players around him too. So we got his back no matter what. You guys obviously wanted to come out and throw the ball, and you did. Um, you know, we, we like I said earlier this week, uh, whatever I got to do to help the team win. Uh, if it's carry the ball 50 times, if it's block, if it's run the ball this many times, uh, that's what I'm willing to do. Uh, we felt like we could throw the ball on this team. Um, we ran the ball well, too, uh, to be honest. But... Um, we got the job done, put points on the board, uh, gave us a chance to win, and defense closed it out for us. Speaking of doing what it takes to win, did you happen to catch that block that Kenny threw four years you were going by? I saw it. I saw it. I, I told him, I said, you couldn't get up and get uh, the safety out of that. He was like, come on. Uh, that's just, you know, I got to give a lot of respect to, to KG. Obviously, the season has been going how, how he would want it. Um, and obviously, you guys say whatever you guys want to say about him, but he's a talented player. He's a really good player. And, uh, I just got to respect uh, the grit and the grind of when things are not going your way, um, coming out, you know, a week in Philly, uh, playing every single snap and then making a big play, um, and then coming in you know, on a crucial, a, crucial, a crucial drive and making a big block to help us cover in the first down. So hats off to KG. How exciting to play the Eagles again? Uh, of course, it's Philly. Um, you know, so it's, it's going to be another hostile environment. Um, they got us the first two times. Um, but boys, chill out. Uh, they got the first two times, but uh, I'm really not getting too much of Philly to be honest. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go back on this plane, hydrate, watch film, and get in, and just keep it like that. Saquon, or in the year when your offense had success, you were getting you know 20, 25, 30 touches. In this game, you didn't have to get that many touches, and the offense was rolling anyway. What does it say about the growth of this unit and your quarterback that the way this offense is now expanded, where you're a part of it, but not like 85% of it, right? Um, yeah, I think it's you know, hats off to all the guys, offensive line, wide receivers, tight ends, DJ, um, calf, um, designing the plays up. Uh, you know, we're finding finding a rhythm. We felt like we had a rhythm going in, uh, ending the season, finding our identity again. We had a different identity in the beginning of the season, finding a new identity, um, and you know, we're executing it. And you never know. Next week could be a different. You know, it could be a different type of game. So I'm just ready for whatever I need to do, um, whatever coach asks me to do, and try to help the team win. Thanks, Saquon. And Saquon Barkley was asked about his touches, nine runs, and then he had five receptions for 56 yards. So ultimately winds up finishing with 14 touches, but it was Daniel Jones that led the way in the rushing attack with 17 carries as the Giants ran for nearly 150 yards. Giants football brought to you by your local Ford stores for great deals on the full lineup. Visit buyfordnow.com for the official vehicle of the New York Giants. And another thing that came up in that conversation with Saquon Barkley was the block that Kenny Galladay threw for him. And I want to take you back to when that happened. This was also on what turned out to be the game-winning drive, 12 plays, 75 yards to make it a 31-24 lead in favor of the Giants. So they were facing a second and 10 from the Minnesota 26 with 10.49 to go in the fourth. And Daniel Jones threw a short pass out into the flat to Barkley, and it was Galladay that got out in front and 
whoever was in his way went down quickly, and Barkley was able to at least maneuver through the Vikings' defense with a little bit more leeway. And then he had Daniel Jones take over with a five-yard run, and they ultimately faced the fourth and one that Jones converted. And two plays later, it was Saquon Barkley taking it in from two yards out for his second rushing score. And those little things, they add up over the course of a game, especially when we're talking about yet another one-score contest. And what was different about this game is the fact that the Giants avoided the turnovers, the mistakes, the mishaps, but they didn't avoid adversity because you had Darius Slayton with an opportunity to close out this game and not allow the Vikings to even sniff a possession. Third and 15 from the Giants, 41-307 to go in the fourth quarter. Daniel Jones, perfect pass over the middle to Darius, and he was thinking about what he was going to do after getting the football. The problem was he didn't secure the football, so they're forced to punt. Vikings get the ball back with 2.56 to go in the fourth. They still have the two-minute warning. They utilize all their timeouts, but Kirk Cousins, he had eight game-winning drives this season, most in the NFL, and this, of course, wouldn't have been a game-winning drive had they had a successful touchdown, but... You put the Vikings offense out there, you force the defense to come through, and the defense had struggled given the success of the Vikings' drives, and complimentary football won out, and we're not talking about perhaps a missed opportunity to close out the game because when the offense couldn't seal it, the defense delivered vice versa, and that's what you need when it comes to the playoffs. You need all three facets to come through as the Giants answered the call, and up next, the Philadelphia Eagles. We don't know when. We don't know what time. We know, though, it will be at Lincoln Financial Field for the third matchup this season. Well, stick with us if you're listening to us on The Fan in New York. We're going to be right back with more postgame coverage. But right now, it's time to say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network. And the affiliates will know we will have a broadcast next weekend. Final score once again. Giants 31, Vikings 24. They head to the divisional round for the first time since 2011. You've been listening to Giants Football on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.